This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview show. We're here ahead of our game against Cheltenham, which everyone in the Rams Talk team forgot was happening. So at very late notice, I'm very, very grateful to have this man on. It's Mark Halliwell. He's the Cheltenham match commentator uh, for BBC Radio Gloucestershire, and he's part of the Robins Report podcast. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. That's no problem, Jake. Uh, Good to be here. And uh, let's hope that the uh, two sets of players remember that the game's on. (laughs) <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I think it'll be a confused stadium if they don't. Um, so I just want to come to you first. Uh, Cheltenham are, are currently sat 19th in the league, uh, three points clear of the relegation zone, although they've played a game more than Accrington. Um, I just want you to sum up the season so far. I know, obviously, we actually played each other vaguely recently. Yeah. I don't think things have gone too well for you since then. Um, yeah. how, how do you think it's gone? Uh, it's been a tricky season all over, really. Um, from the from the moment Michael Duff left in June, uh, supporters knew he was going. Really, he knew he was going. Really, because he, I think, he got to the stage where he didn't think he could take Cheltenham any further. And that's the problem that Wayne Elliott's got. Really, is that Cheltenham have sort of hit their ceiling. Uh, lower end of League One is Cheltenham's ceiling. So for them to go on any further is going to take somebody to come in with a lot of money or something quite. Um, big to happen um, if Cheltenham are to get any further than they are. So we all knew it was going to be a season of struggle. We all knew that staying above that line was the the aim, particularly when you do look around at the other clubs in the division and you, you can see quite clearly, you look at the table now and you can see quite clearly the polarisation that there is in League One with, say, the top eight clubs probably you just about include Wickham in that, um, who are better than the rest. It's quite clearly yeah. you look at the you look at the recent form and you can see that the top eight clubs. I think I looked at it. I looked at it just now. And I think the top eight clubs in their last five games, the top eight clubs have lost four matches between them. So you can see that they're all flying away with it. And then you look down at the bottom, and it's mostly red L's you know, for, yeah. for those clubs. So. It is very, very difficult for a club like Cheltenham to compete at this level. Um, Wade Elliott was 
there are there are some supporters out there who just have never really taken to him simply because I think Michael Duff was such a hero with the with the club having played for the club and and all that and he's never quite managed to get a connection with quite a lot of the fans and that's made his job even harder and I also think uh, the squad is poorer than it was last season so in some ways you could say that for Cheltenham to be in the position they're in now is he's doing very very well and I personally think if Wade Elliott keeps Cheltenham up it'll be one of the best achievements by a Cheltenham town manager um, because of what he's got to deal with and because of all the other circumstances around it um, the football hasn't been great. It's been quite attritional. It's been quite safe. He's quite a safe coach. Um, doesn't like to take many risks. He's quite pragmatic in in his approach to games. Um, and scoring goals has been a massive issue. I mean, without without Alfie May, you know, Alfie's got eleven in all competitions. Without Alfie, we'd be in a bit of trouble. Mm. And without our defence, which has been quite good, we kept eleven clean sheets this year which is up there with the best in the division. And it, it, so for, for those two those two circumstances, really, we'd be in a lot more trouble than we are now. Um, mm. Home form has been really poor. Recently, we haven't won at home since November. Wow. We've actually, yeah. We've had, and the last three home games, we haven't scored a goal. So, and that, again, isn't going to endear you to your core base of supporters, you know, the three and a half thousand who come and watch you at home every week, um, they're not going to enjoy that very much and they're not enjoying it very much. There was a few, like Saturday's game against Barnsley, we were really, really poor. Yeah, um, Barnsley were very good, but equally we were very bad and there were a few chants afterwards about Wade and so on and so forth, you know. So it's, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um whether we stay up very much 50-50, I don't know. I can't say which way it's going to go. Uh, but we've got to start winning at home. Uh, we've got, after Tuesday, we have eight home games and five away games. So if we're going to stay up, that's where it's going to be done. So that's got to be turned around pretty quickly. We're actually a better team away from home at the moment than we are at home. Yeah, so I was going to say, I've, I've just been having a look at uh, your recent results and you've only scored two goals in your last five games and both of them came in the same game. Uh, they're, they're pretty impressive, actually. 2-1 away win it at Cambridge. Yeah, um, played well I, night. yeah. yeah I, I actually recorded the, the preview because we played Barnsley this weekend. We're recording just before the weekend. Um, mm. And the polarisation between yourself and, and Doug that I had on for Barnsley about that game is, yeah, it's quite incredible. I mean, oh, they were they were outstanding. They really yeah. were. They were they were quicker than us. They were stronger than us. They were they were really well drilled. They were they were they were they were up for it. And I just thought we didn't. We didn't really, I didn't feel we really had the conviction or the belief that we could go out and win that game. And as soon as they went 2 0 up in about 15 minutes, we were gone. Our heads had dropped and we were gone. And that's a little bit worrying when you when you get something like that. But Barnsley were outstanding. They really mm. were. I mean, that game between you're playing them this weekend, that'll yeah. be that'll be a that'll be a cracker. That'll be a really good game. That will, mm. that will be a really good game. I'm going to watch us at Portsmouth, but if I wasn't, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching that game because it will be a decent game. 
<laughs> Watch it be a nil-nil now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll be terrible. <laughs> but I mean, to go back to our, our last clash, I mean, um, I, I was there. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think the, the mood in, in the derby end when you scored about 20 seconds into the game, you're eight foot seven centre half, I think it was, you know, steals into the box, heads into the bottom corner. What you mentioned there about lacking conviction, I felt like we went straight up the other end and scored and it felt like you guys just fell apart. And is is that something that's happened a lot throughout the season? Yeah, we. it's not a new thing. We, we do have a tendency when we concede one goal, we concede another one. And that does seem to happen quite a lot with us. And that game, I mean... That that would you believe it? That was our first headed goal of the season. <laughs> it was our first goal from a set piece. We haven't scored a goal from a corner all season, so <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre. And um, yeah, Caleb, we've Caleb Taylor. We've been we've been dying for him to get into the box and to get onto the end of something. And when he got onto the end of that, we thought, oh, okay. I mean, it was almost as if we scored too early. I mean. Max Bird's goal. Well, I was going to ask you about <laughs> that. I mean, my word, what an unbelievable goal that was. And would you believe it? There were some of our fans going, oh, we should have closed him down. And there were a couple of other fans saying, oh, the goalkeeper could have saved that. And I'm like, come off it, you know. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Um, teams, teams seem to have a habit of finding that top corner. I mean, Barnsley did it. Um, Herbie Kane did it and um, Adam Phillips did it on Saturday. They both found that very same top corner from quite a long out that Max Bird did. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, he's he's not alone in it. But, I mean, Elliot Bond scored a goal for us at Cambridge, which was very similar to that goal. But, I mean, as soon as he hit that, Max Bird, I thought, oh, that's going in. And it was mm. a wonderful goal. And then we gave the third goal away, didn't we? Tom Barkays and Brian Broom made a mistake and Tom Barkays and went through the score. But then we then we really came on. Last yeah, when Alfie May scored to make it three two, we really came on. And I think a lot of our fans were actually quite pleased with the way we played that day because we gave it a go. And mm. we we had a go against a really, really decent team. Um I mean Nathaniel Mendes Lang absolutely ripped our left side to pieces that day <laughs> and uh so i'm not really looking forward to coming up against him again I must <laughs> but um yeah i mean i think we came away from it thinking we had a go you know we didn't expect to get anything out of the game but we had a go and that's what i think disappointed a lot of people about the Barnsley game on saturday in that we didn't have a go we had a go at plymouth mm-hmm. we had a go at plymouth on boxing day then we played yourselves so we had we played two really decent teams and had a go and we did it again at, on Tuesday at Plymouth in the in the Papa John's. We had a go and 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 you know took took them all away. But um, yeah, I think it would be safe to say I think that there's not many Cheltenham fans who think we're going to get anything out of the game on Tuesday. Mm. It, it, to be realistic about it, but again, I think people are looking forward to going to the ground. They're looking forward to the occasion, playing Derby County away in a league match. <laughs> It's something that um, doesn't happen very often. Well, it's never happened to us. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just going to ask you, how many are making the trip? I think a few will, simply because it's a new ground and we haven't been there before. I think that's going to have, I think that's going to have an effect on, on how many, how, how many go. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably 
you're looking at probably 300 or so, I would mm. say. You know, we, we're not massive away. We don't have massive away followings. So I'd say probably around around the 300 mark. Um, but I know I know there's a few going simply because it's Pride Park. We might not mm. play there again. And they want to go and see, see, the, see the ground and see us play there. Yeah, sounds good. It's it's not about how many you take; it's about how loud they are as well. No, Mark. that's right. And they do make a bit of noise. They do make a bit of noise. <laughs> no, it sounds good. It sounds Might good. Be I mean, drowned out by the twenty five thousand in the holdings, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know. Get an early goal again. You never know. Well, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> um, so. I guess we, you've touched on pretty much everything there um, that I've got written down here. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, I guess you mentioned Alfie May. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, if you want to give us a bit more information on him, that'd be great. But who are the sort of main danger men for Cheltenham? Um, well, Alfie May is, he is the absolute heartbeat of the team. He is the talisman of the team. He is... Um, you know, if, if he is, um, he's been absolutely outstanding for us since we signed him. He scored. He's our record football league goal scorer. He scored 50, 50 He scored fifty. It was his hundred and fiftieth game on Tuesday, and he scored fifty six goals for us. That's not bad in all competitions. So that's pretty good. Mm. And it's funny because there was quite a few last few games. He's looked. People go. Oh, he's looking a bit off colour. He's he's all this and all that and all. He's he's. A, and then Tuesday, he was brilliant again at Plymouth in the in the Papa John. Scored a great goal, missed his penalty, but hey, everybody can miss anybody can miss a penalty, and um, hopefully that means he's 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 back up again. And uh, elsewhere, I mean, um, we just we we signed um, uh, a lad from Ireland called Aidan Keener um, on uh, in transfer deadline in January for a record. He's our record signing, a massive seventy thousand quid. Uh, a bit different to Derby's, I would assume. But <laughs> and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just a little. And uh, he's, he's settling in okay. He's, he's, he's made a couple of goals. He hasn't scored any yet. It'd be nice to see him get off the mark as soon as he can. But he's... Uh, He's settling in quite nicely, him and Alfie uh, uh, alongside each other. We've also signed Glenn Ray on loan from Luton. He uh, has been injured. He's actually had a really bad knee injury. He's been out for a, a year. And uh, we signed him on deadline day. He wasn't quite at the end of his uh, of his rehab. He's just joined us, actually, today, actually. He's come and, and joined us for the first time. So he, he'll be in the squad for 
this this Saturday's game against Portsmouth and then also at Derby. And hopefully he he might make a bit of a difference in that midfield area, a bit of experience, just sort of because we've got Liam Sirkham in there. He's an he's an outstanding player, and um, and we talked about Caleb Taylor at the back, and Luke South with the goalkeeper has been really good. He's I say he's kept eleven clean sheets. Um, I hold my hand up that in about October time, if you'd said, oh, we're going to change our goalkeeper in January and get another lone goalkeeper in, I'd have said, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then he's been, he's been really good. South, he's never had any chance with any of the goals on Saturday. And um, he's, he's been, he's been really good. Say so 11 clean sheets. Um, that tells you where our, our, where our strength is. And um, so there's a few, there's a few lads who, who we need to be, who who will need to be at their best on on Tuesday? And I mean, led by Alfie, he's 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 the one. Everybody, he's the one we look to. He's the uh, he he is the main man in in more ways than one. It's very very interesting, and and I guess that sort of leads straight into my next question. Are there are there any other players that Derby fans should look out for? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's as I say. Uh, main keener the main keener are the main two but i think you you look around and there's there's a few um apart from alfie you know, it's it's a it's a team of not many stars if you know what i mean it's a team of it's a team made up of made up of hard working players many of whom have have played quite a lot i mean ryan jackson at, at wingbacks have played like 500 games around the league uh you're playing the right hand side ryan broom is ryan broom's another one he he, he played for Cheltenham. He, he was at Bristol Rovers, came to Cheltenham when Bristol Rovers released him, did well for us, went to Peterborough, didn't work for him at Peterborough, had a loan at Plymouth last year, came back to Cheltenham. And uh, unfortunately, because of injuries and things, he's had to play at, at right wing back or left wing back or all over the place. But his best position is in is in midfield where he can where he can run at people. And if Cheltenham can if the injuries are okay and Cheltenham can get him into the team in that midfield area running at people, he can cause problems and he's capable of nicking a goal. So I would say, Ryan, if, if we can get Ryan into that sort of advanced position where we haven't been able to recently because Jackson's been out injured and Will Ferry on the other side has been out injured and he's had to fill in really, but hopefully we can uh, we can get him we can get him firing further forward, and if so, then then he could he could cause some problems. Mm, very very interesting, and and you've kind of touched on it there, um, talking about wing backs. Uh, we've obviously we've played you away. We know how you shape up there. Do you have a different style away from uh, away from home? I know you mentioned earlier you seem to be a better team away than at home. Yeah. Is there any any reason for that? Because what we try to do away from home, the, the, we. You know, the first aim, of course, is to keep it tight and keep shape and 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 just try and stay in the game for as long as we can. Um, it's it's tended to be that we're quite conservative, sort of in the in the first half of a game. We're normally quite conservative. Like we played at Bolton recently, and uh, they only beat us one nil. Uh, the goal was in the 80th minute, and it was quite noticeable that we were trying to that we were quite tight first half, kept the shape really well and tried to play on the counter-attack. And that's what we'll try and do. Use the flanks if we can, try and get Alfie May in behind, try and, you know, try and work it, work it like that. And it, and at Bolton, we were 10 minutes away from a nil-nil. It worked at Cambridge. We played it like that. 
second half we we second half we just tend to open up a little bit more and try and and try and go for it a little bit more. But you see, at a lot of these big grounds like Bolton, like like Plymouth on Tuesday, like it will be at Portsmouth on Saturday, and like it will be at Pride Park, you want to try and keep it tight for as long as you can and get the crowd frustrated. Mm. And that's what that's what happens at some grounds. It happened at, we weren't at Charlton earlier in the season. It happened there. I mean, they were booing their team after 20 minutes when they were beat us. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it does happen. It does happen. It, it's... It's incredible, really, and 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 it and I think if we can do that, the first twenty minutes on Tuesday are going to be very important. If yeah, we can, I agree. if we can, uh, if Derby get an early goal, then we then we could be in a bit of trouble. But if um, if we can keep it tight for as long as we can, and I'm not saying I'm not saying bore the pants off people, but <laughs> it's funny because you go to these grounds and and if and teams. It's almost as if the home fans expect you to come out and play, you know, really wide open, expansive stuff when you're playing at these grounds. Mm. But you're not going to do that. You're not going to go there and 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 play, you know, four three three wide open, you know, football because you'll just get take you'll get beaten because they're better than you are. And like the Bolton fans were booing us after about twenty minutes because we were taking because we weren't taking throw ins instantly. <laughs> you know, one of our players went down injured, and they were booing him and saying he was making it up, and he's out for six weeks. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's it does annoy me a bit that sort of thing because teams like Cheltenham are not going to go to places like Derby and open up and play wildly expansive football. They are going to go in there and they are going to keep it tight. They are going to try and, for want of a better word, frustrate. Yeah, and it's down to the other team to beat them. It's down to the other team to find a way around it. Bolton took eighty minutes to do it. We went to Ipswich and did it and got a one-one draw, and and you know we went to Cambridge and did it and one-two-one. And it's how it's how it's how teams like Cheltenham have to play. As I said yeah. earlier, Wade's a very pragmatic coach. He's a very safety-first coach, and again. It will be it that is how Cheltenham will go. That is how they will set up. They will go, they will set up there to try and frustrate Derby as much as they possibly can. And the home fans won't like it probably, but that is the way it will be. So <laughs> Yeah, already excited for the booze five minutes in. Well that yeah, exactly. It will be. When when we you know, when 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 we take our time over a throw in, you know, it, it will <laughs> You, you'll you'll get it. We got it at Bolton after about I think it was about after about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. They they started they started booing us, and then their fans were absolutely vitriolic on social media after the game and about how terrible we were and how we play anti football and all of this sort of stuff. And, you know, and I was reminding a couple of them, you did actually win the game. So, <laughs> you know, why not just why not just enjoy your win rather than turning around and having to go at us when we played the way that we have got to play to try mm-hmm. and get points to stay in this division. Yeah, I mean, we were very similar last season uh, with the team that we had of just a team of young players and the occasional mm. old person that had turned up. Mm. And we, we had to play similar things. If you can't win, don't lose. So well, that's, that's, yeah, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. And Wade said that on several occasions at games this year when, when we've got a draw or we've got you know, like at home, we got a couple of nil nils when we when we haven't played well, and he's saying if you can't win, don't lose, and that's that's the way we we will probably set up on Tuesday not to lose the game. 
Mm. I mean, I very much doubt that it'll work, but <laughs> that is the way that we will set up is to try and not. So just to prepare yourselves, Derby fans, that's, that's <laughs> how it's going to be. You're going to have to try. So it will be down to you to break us down. You'll probably do it, but it will be down to you to do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And and finally, Mark, um, I, I, that leads really nicely into what is your prediction for oh. Tuesday? <laughs> well, it's funny we did our we did our Robin's Report podcast last night, looking ahead to the to the Portsmouth game and the the uh, Derby game. Fair to say that none of us are really very optimistic about. Um, our hopes for Tuesday night. Although one of us did predict a win, which is a bit, uh, <laughs> which he got uh, completely. Uh, he actually got laughed at. You never know. For that, um, I predicted a three-one win for Derby. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say a three-one win for Derby, and just hope that um, we're going to give it a go. So I'm not. I'm not exactly. Uh, not exactly confident that we're going to uh, go there and upset the odds. Of course, if we do, it will be absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> but um, we are. Actually, I will actually give you this stat just before we finish. <laughs> um, so far this season, Cheltenham have played seven games um, with evening kickoffs. Not always on the Tuesday night because of you know sort of Christmas ones and all that sort of stuff. But they've played seven matches um, with an evening kickoff, and they've won six and drawn one. Ah. (laughs) so uh 19 out of 19 points out of 21 we've taken playing wow yeah i know uh there the 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 petition might be going into the football league very soon for cheltenham town to play all of their matches kicking (laughs) at 7 45 in the evening um because on saturday afternoons we've been absolutely rotten so we're taking 14 points on a Saturday afternoon and 19 points with a 7.45 kickoff. That's ridiculous. So just a little warning for you. But, uh, so if you do if you do manage to beat us on a Tuesday night, you'll be the first team this season to beat us in, in a game kicking off in the evening. I'm going to say I was going to predict a 2-0 Derby win, but I think I might go for a defeat now after that one. <laughs> Well, I mean, it would it would be up there with one of our best results if we managed to get a win because uh, you know we you know we we're not we're not we're not expecting a win. But what we do know is that playing Derby away is not going to decide whether we stay up or not. It's not going to be games like Portsmouth on Saturday and Derby uh, on Tuesday that are going to decide that. It's going to be the home games because we've still got to play Burton at home, Fleetwood at home, Forest Green at home, Lincoln at home. And it's going to be matches like that that are going to decide whether we uh, whether we might have the chance of playing Derby again, assuming you don't go up through the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I hope we don't play you again, but for the right reasons and not for the wrong ones. No, I, I, I fully understand that. No, I fully understand <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, I mean, and I think that's why quite a lot of fans will go on Tuesday, will try and go on Tuesday because, um, because of that. I know a lot of them, it's the original date being a Saturday. I know a lot of them were were, were were planning to go on that Saturday, and there was a lot of disappointment when it was when it was called off and moved. But yeah, um, blame Conor Hurahan for that one. Well, indeed, Conor Hurahan, <laughs> Iron Iron Cashin, <laughs> Jason Knight. I think yeah, yeah, people like that. So yeah, we're blaming all them. But um, yeah, I think um, I think a few will go simply for the novelty value and for the fact that it might not happen again next year. 
Well, sounds good. I hope you guys have a have a good day out. Obviously, hoping Derby win, but I hope you enjoy it all the same. Uh, Mark, it has genuinely been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. A genuinely, really, really short notice. Uh, you've given us loads of good insight, and I hope everyone's enjoyed it. So, yeah, cheers, Mark. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.